1: Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. This is the official podcast of the Vikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I am the I, I write for the Viking Age. I always try to do it without looking at the outline, and then that always screws me over. So um maybe we'll get it down someday. But I write for the Viking Age as well as bring me the news, zone coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. Uh, however, you consume us, make sure you write, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. Adam, we have some breaking news. Technically, it's not breaking, but it went down a couple of uh went down a couple of hours ago. But we're just gonna jump right into it because the Vikings, after plenty of discussion, have signed Dalton Reisner to a one-year. Like deal that could be up to word uh, that I it, I it is so exciting I can barely talk about it I am just <laughs> over the moon four million dollars it was announced by NFL Networks Ian Rappaport. Reisner himself jumped on X and started screaming skull and he had a nice little Photoshop of him in a Vikings jersey uh, I assume that was planned so let's just point blank ask you what are your expectations for Dalton Reisner
0: um I don't know right now um because it's we're going to the third week of the season. Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he's familiar with the Vikings, uh, scheme or at least some of the blocking concepts they use because the Vikings offensive line coach worked with him when he was in Denver as well. Um, and you have Austin Slotman there as well, so he's familiar with him. Um, but I'm not really sure, you know, what their plans are with him. I know they needed depth after Ali Udo got hurt. Uh, Darasa is dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, Garrett Bradbury is dealing with a, Back injury so they clearly needed more offensive line depth um and reasoners you know he started all of his games at left guard with the broncos um but before that in college he you know he started at center and at right tackle so he's pretty versatile if to be um but i think many are assuming that he's either coming to replace um either ed ingram or ezra cleveland since he has played guard left guard most of his nfl career and uh, i don't know i'm kind of curious what what their plans are for him. Because the person he would, everyone would want want him to replace is at Ingram, and he plays right guard. So is he going to be okay on the right side? He played right tackle in, in college, so everyone would think that he could probably handle it. Um, but yeah, we will see. We, we'll see if uh, Dalton Reisner is the the savior that everyone has been hoping him to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I I was just responding to a tweet, post, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, somebody was like, he, Chris is going to be very unhappy at the Vikings signed Alton rise. And I'm not unhappy. I would call myself skeptical because sure. here's, here's what I would say about this move. The Vikings needed to do something. You and I talked about this on Friday after they mm-hmm. lost the Eagles. Like they can't just sit here and wish upon pixies and fairy dust. Shout out to Lindsay young, who is a D- Disney fanatic over at Vikings.com, <laughs> but you know, that was basically their calling card last year, right? Like, we're just going to go on willpower. We're going to come back and everything's going to work itself out and we're going to win the game at the end of the day. Ed Ingram is now a bust. He's a bust. Yeah. He yeah. is officially a bust, just like the entire draft class, because as bad as he has been, Thor Nystrom pointed out that he has given the most value out of that entire class, which, oh my God, that is pathetic. Um, that, that whole 2022 draft class, I'm ready just to flush it down the toilet, but you know, just sit there and be like, maybe Ed will turn it around next week. I mean, he, he played well. He just asked the man, he said, so after he strips sacked his own quarterback, um, it, it just wasn't going well. So on paper, Reisner is an upgrade, uh, in four years, he hasn't allowed more than 30 quarterback pressures in a season. Uh, At this pace, Ingram would have had 30 pressures in week nine. So from a pure pass blocking standpoint, that's pretty
0: good. Yeah. 59 last year. Something like that.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was, it was bonkers. He led the NFL. Um, I was at Cleveland. had like 53.
0: So he wasn't like that much better.
1: Yeah. I think it was one and three. Yeah. Uh, as far as pressure's allowed on guards. Yeah, at least the Vikings are number one in something, right? <laughs> um, this is where I'm concerned. You know, first of all, he's not that great of a run blocker. Yeah. And I think that's the Vikings' biggest problem right now. Yeah. Yes, Kirk Cousins is getting battered like he's cactus jack in a street fight, but I think the pass blocking has been functional enough for him to do his job. I mean, you saw him at the end of the Eagles game where he was just chucking it around, you know. Ingram needed to be replaced. Yes, but I mean, this whole savior thing, I mean, Ed Ingram's or excuse me, Dalton Reisner's is not going to come in and make Alexander Madison RB one magically like it's no. not like He's like, here, this is what you've been missing. Just some more pixie dust. And,
0: yeah. you know,
1: Madison just goes oh. like the Incredible Hulk or something. I also wonder why was he available in week two? And I know like some people will be, they're like the running backs of the offensive line, right? Like most people, well, guards don't matter. It's more important to spend on tackle. Uh, if you ask any Viking fan, they'll be like, the fuck they don't. Because <laughs> they've been trying to find one for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was a starting caliber guard and everybody was comfortable, by the way, he's coming off of injury. So, I mean, it's not like he's completely healthy and like, why wasn't this guy signed? Um, he would be somewhere already, right? And it reminds me of when the Vikings signed Jake Long in 2016, when Sam Bradford was getting pounded in the pocket, you know, for weeks on end and the Vikings like, well, we got to do something. And next thing you know, Jake Long's playing like, I don't know, did he even make it a half before like his knee exploded again? Like those are all things that kind of concern me right now when it comes to this signing. So I don't know. And, And you're doing the whole, you know, you talked about it. He can play anywhere, right? Well, he's also played at left guard for, the last four years exclusively he hasn't played anywhere else so again you're doing the whole madden mix and match thing where you know your ratings go up and down but oh it'll be fine like it's just a video game they just they just know but it's a little bit harder there like this move just has more questions than answers for me so i'm not gonna sit here and celebrate it like oh my god we got him yes and that's what i feel like the general consensus is there's still Major, pro- I mean, Kevin O'Connell is not going to stop calling quarterbacks or not quarterback screens. That would be, be even tight worse than what he's doing. I mean, he did in the playoff game, though, so there was a that,
0: quarterback but. screen. That would be that would be something, <sighs> especially with Kirk.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, um like he's not going to stop magically calling tight end screens because Dalton Reisner is there. No. Like, he might call more because he has a better guard to pull. Yeah. Like, there's just more questions, and that's why I'm kind of leery about this.
0: Yeah, I think right now, I don't think, he, obviously, he's not going to come in and be a starter right away. Um, and they don't have their bye until week I week 13. I disagree
1: with you. I think he's starting. I think mm. he's starting. They, they can't roll Ed Sunday is a playoff game. Like, if they lose, they're yeah. screwed. They're 0-3. Like, you had, like, balls are out. This this Sunday, like I don't,
0: I don't know that, and, if, and I think everyone losing in the NFC North this weekend kind of gave them a little a little more cushion to if they're zero and three, it's it's not still not the end of the world.
1: But are but are they a legitimate? Um, we'll talk about this later. But are they a legitimate team if they go zero three and then Undertaker yeah, like the I rest of the year? I
0: don't think they are right now. I don't think if they even get to the playoffs, I don't think it's it's going to be. But the only team that has the only Vikings team that has ever gone 0-2 and then made the playoffs is 2008. And and then what happened? They lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, like, was, was that all worth it? Like, wouldn't it have been better? I mean, I guess it was because they got Brett Favre next year. The following year. Um, But, you know, you can't really uh, depend on that. I guess if if the Vikings make the playoffs this year, maybe they can get Aaron Rodgers next year. Um, So. uh, Well, Aaron
1: Rodgers is going to come back with that speed brace procedure. A whole lot of ayahuasca. Yeah, I'm really enjoying his uh, Achilles.
0: I'm really enjoying the, I can be back for January. And I'm like, yeah, but your team's not going to be in the playoffs. So
1: (laughs) he's going to be like Will Smith, like walking a locker room, like, let's do this, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, where is everyone? Yeah, Why are all the yeah, lockers empty? I, I was wow, like that. But, we went four and ten with Zach Wilson. Like, he can come back in we're January. Caleb Williams now, so yeah. uh, we don't need you anymore.
0: Come, anyway. come back, come back for what? Uh Yeah, so yeah, I think it's just a lot of questions. I think uh, you know Ed, Ingr- Ed Ingram is not good, and whether you know, I I don't even know if I want to put all the blame on it, Ed Ingram because he was a rookie and they threw him into the fire last year, Um and maybe that's more of a mistake on the coaching staff for thinking that he he was ready and maybe he needs a little more development and then he can maybe develop into something more useful. Um, but right now it's just not working uh, with him in there. And Ezra Cleveland isn't really even that much better. Like he gets turnstyled styled all the time. Like, um, and then you wonder like, is this, is this also having to do with Garrett Bradbury? Do they want rising maybe to come and play center? Cause he does have experience doing that as well. Um, is Bradbury's injury bad? Cause it's a back injury and it's really not, uh, not gonna get better really rest of the year it's probably like i'm not gonna get better until the season's over um so yeah it's uh i feel like it's interesting timing um but i understand why because they don't want because i believe after week one player salaries are not guaranteed if they're signed to a, a new contract with a team so i think that's part of the reason why they, if they were going to pay him a bunch of money that he wanted then they want to make sure that um they weren't tied down to it if, if it didn't if the experiment or whatever they're doing they're, they're doing right now, doesn't end up working out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. I would have rather them spent that money on a running back or trade for a running back. Maybe, uh, Cam Akers who's apparently available right now and used to work with Kevin O'Connell in, in LA. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess they, they needed more help on the offensive line and guys are hurt. So I, I don't, am not arguing with that, but, um, I, I don't know how much it really, really helps them by, by adding him. So, but I don't make well, the decision.
1: Yeah. And they could still go out and trade for Cam Akers if, uh, yeah. you know, they really want to bring him in. I mean, Cam Akers would be another move. i would be like, okay. Yeah. Cool. You got at least you're doing something. Right. I mean, right. that's that's basically my whole thing with this is like they're doing something. And, mm. you know, there's not a lot of, like, areas where you can make major changes i mean that's why i think i think reisner's starting on sunday because he'll be in the building he'll have a full week of practice he's been talking with him since training camp yeah so i mean he's probably been like staying in sh- football shape and everything and ready to go so i mean i, I would be surprised if they just trotted editing room back out there especially what's on the line on sunday so
0: they paid, um, they paid him a pretty good amount they paid him like uh well, up to four he can make up to four million. So that's that's mm-hmm. not like that's not backup money. That's
1: not running back money, no. <laughs> hey, yeah, he, uh, Kareem Hunt here, you guys need a running back well, we'll give you eight hundred thousand dollars. He's
0: already make he's already making more uh than Madison this year.
1: You know, <laughs> Before we move on, and I'm just going to share this because I was watching Red Zone. Um, I noticed like at one point midway through the fourth quarter, Isaiah Pacheco had like 39 yards on four carries. Again, yeah. midway through the fourth quarter. And I'm thinking, you know, the Chiefs are probably doing this just to, like suppress his value. Like, oh, shit, he's good. Hey, Derek, get in there. Get in. Derek McKinnon lipping out there. It's like, oh, I'm OK. Who else? I was like, why am I not getting more carries? Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're fine. You're fine.
0: They have, like, they have, they still have Edwards, alaire too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so C H and they have
0: yeah,
1: but, like twenty five thousand rotations outside. You know how of ex- excited Cousin. I
0: would be if the Vikings got Jared McKinnon. Like, I'd be so thrilled.
1: Be like, um, the and I know he wouldn't, Tory he wouldn't Honor. do,
0: he wouldn't be amazing or anything, but i would just be like, at least I know he's okay. Like, he can gain a couple yards. He's not gonna hit the back of his fullback every time he gets to carry or. Then I saw what Latavius Murray's on the Bills too. He had a touchdown yesterday. I'm like, this guy is everywhere. Like I, didn't, I, I don't even think I realized he was on the Bills.
1: My friend sent me a text while B. John Robinson was covering up the Packers yesterday too, and oh, he goes, yeah. "I bet you he's really excited to have his value suppressed uh, when he comes up for a new contract because that guy's good. That guy's a good mm-hmm. football player, not just a running back. He is, um, he is good at football in general and a needle mover. Yeah, this so. might
0: I might be jumping the gun, but he he's got. He's got Adrian Peterson vibes around him. I sure. You, to start off. That's a big, that's a big comparison. But like what he's doing out there is it's not common out there on, on the field in terms of speed and power. And uh he's a better receiver than uh, Adrian Peterson was, ever was. Um but just his ability to like cut on an on a and stop on a dime and everything, like it, it looks very and his size, it just looks very similar. He's one person. of those players that's a
1: rookie, so you expect a learning curve. But like he gets on the like Justin Jefferson like I know he didn't play those first two weeks but again I think that had more to do with you know COVID Rookies and, don't play well I I don't think that was a Zimmer thing I think he got COVID and then there was no training camp and any of that but still I, I mean did he get COVID yeah he got COVID in uh, training camp okay I so I mean it, it, who knows I mean Zimmer could have been like, I don't want this rookie playing and they're like actually he's really good we should like <laughs> who did they start over BC was it it <laughs> R.I.P. BC. I know he's still alive and well, but um well didn't
0: didn't didn't they started Chester Taylor in 07 over Adrian Peterson. Uh, and
1: the Falcons are giving the ball to Tyler Algier. Um
0: how appropriate. It. He's good Go though. He's that he's pretty good though. He, Al, he's, he's not B. John Robinson, but he's Chester Taylor. He he is. Yeah, that's, he's basically Chester Taylor. A
1: little sport. bigger. Um so that's all I have on uh Dalton Reisner. And really, I when I was planning this show uh this morning i'm like you know there's a lot of negativity about the vikings and i'm part of it you know i mean everybody's probably screaming at their tv right now like chris negative no way like that's just not how he is but you know this weekend was a good weekend you know on friday finally Hmm? the rock had come back to (coughs) smackdown hence like the rock shirt right purple rock the purple rock shirt yeah it's a little weird shirt with the purple but I, I like it I don't know it's homage nice jacket by the way I should probably show oh, yeah
0: that out. I courtesy of uh fan side that they got me coming me this nice homage jacket I think I, I
1: own that one too my to uh be my son told yeah. me to
0: take it off immediately after I put it on I was like no I'm wearing it. you can't tell me what to do yeah you, he, if he said that
1: that's probably not it's yeah. probably grounds well, for getting grounded but um I so I am going to the game on Sunday. And I'm like, I, I don't want to go to the game and just feel like it's a funeral. Like, oh, and two, like 11% of teams that start 0 and 2 make the playoffs, right? So on Sunday morning, I started writing this piece for Bring Me the News, and it's evolved since then. So I'm going to give you all five reasons to be optimistic about the Vikings. Even after an 0 and 2 start, it's not impossible. You mentioned it, 2008 was one of those teams. Vikings started 0 and 2. <laughs> they wound up making the one, playoffs. One. Keep that in mind. Okay. Let's let's start here. Reason number one, and this is going to be, you know, Chris is a hypocrite tor- territory. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind right now. <laughs> he is. So you look at his stats right now. 708 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. He's completed 72% of his passes. And as of <coughs> right now, and granted, it's only two games, a 114.2 quarterback rating. How many times have we seen Kirk Cousins get off to a slow start and then Kirk Tober fires up, right? I think this is a good thing because I mean, some of this makes him a human Snickers bar because it's like empty calories everywhere. Just like empty stats, especially, you know, he did rack up 200 yards and a pair of touchdowns after the Vikings fell behind 27, seven on Thursday night. But if he keeps playing like this and he stops turning the ball over, cause he's got three fumbles too, which the Vikings have all lost all seven fumbles this year. Would, the Vikings have lost.
0: Is one so. his fault. I would put, I would pin one on him because one is Ed Ingram, And another one was, blindside I, so
1: the um, other one he got speared uh yeah. antoine winfield jr roman reigns style. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: um and just like i'm gonna hang on to the ball and like <laughs> just went flying what was the other film um okay so ed, yeah those are it blindside ed ingram and antoine winfield jr those are the three Oh, yep. The Vikings have fumbled seven times as a team and they haven't recovered one. So I don't know if they need to work yep. on that in practice or what. Yep. Maybe that's the problem. They just need to work on fighting at the bottom of the pile. So maybe that's why gouging.
0: Got. They got Reisner because he's good at getting the fumbles when they go on the ground. That's why they got him. That would be something Bud Grant would probably <laughs> have in practice. Million million like, dollars.
1: Here's the ball. Like, you guys need to fight it out. People just eye gouging. Um... How would you grade Kirk in the first two games? Because I think if he keeps playing like this, you know, I think things eventually regress to the mean and the Vikings naturally improve.
0: Um, his numbers are good. I would like to see him put those numbers up when the game's closer, not when you're down 20 points and the other defenses, you know, taking a breather and not trying to give up big plays. Um, but he still was able to get some some of that stuff done, you know, when the game was a little closer on on Thursday. I think what when they were within one score. Or what, they they got it within one score after they scored that final touchdown. Um, but yeah, I mean we've seen this before. We've seen him put up awesome numbers, and then it means nothing because the team doesn't win. So um, I could really care less if he passed for fifty yards or four hundred and fifty yards if they don't win. Like it really doesn't mean like like you said, empty calories. That's to me, that's a lot of his career is empty calories. Like great, you put up these numbers. Like it's 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 Matthew Stafford. Like Matthew Stafford put up huge numbers in his career until he got to the Rams and started winning. It, those numbers didn't mean anything. Um, so jury's still up uh, on me. Uh, he hasn't done anything yet to, for me to be like, you need to resign him after the year. You have to do it. You have to do it. Um, so um, if they were winning and he was doing this, yeah, give him praise, everything, but they're not winning. And I know people are going to be like, well, it's the turnovers from everybody. It's the, uh, you know, it's the defense giving up big plays and stuff. And it's like, okay, but like he also has like against the Bucks, he probably could have made a couple more plays, and and they they might have won. Um, so I don't know. I'm um, if he if he does well against the Chargers, which he should, because their defense is pretty bad. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll start to, if, and if they win, then you know, I'll be like, Yes, Kirk, but he has been playing well. I'll say that. There, what was that? Was it 2020 or 2021 where he got up to like a terrible start? 2020, where he had like that's when
1: the Vikings nine like interceptions 5, in the yeah. first
0: five games or whatever
1: tried to impale Dion Jones with a pass <laughs> yeah. and it didn't work. Um, Brett Favre could probably make that work, but yeah,
0: um, but yeah, uh, I, I it's no different to me than anything else he's really done in his career, it's just just more, more of the same, um, uh, to me at least to me
1: i am laughing because uh our count went from 10 live viewers to zero as you were giving (laughs) your answer um people are like i don't know maybe people looked at me and just like you think Kirk cousins is playing well i'm not i'm with you this isn't like dude run down and lock him up to an ironclad five-year deal uh this is more just like hey you know if he keeps doing what he's supposed to do completing passes, moving the chains. I mean, that's been the big thing. It's like, you know, these early part of games, Kirk's been, you know, the check down to CJ Ham or whatever. I thought there were some encouraging signs, especially when the offense got going. It's very similar to the rest of his career. The offense has to get going for a full, complete game, full four quarters, and they just never do that under Kirk Cousins. The other thing is if he keeps putting up stats like this, the Jets are going to be like, what are we doing with Zach Wilson? Like, we, hey. we should probably give the Vikings a call and see what happens. And, I mean, I think Kirk's petty enough where he might go, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to waive my no-trade
0: clause. <laughs> I like it right here in Minnesota. He's already screwed the Jets over once in his career. Why don't you do it again? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, well, and also he'll probably – I mean, it's like the Derek Carr thing. Like, the Raiders are like, hey, we're going to trade you. And Derek Carr's like – I ain't waving shit. <laughs> like, give me my money. And I don't know. I think like, he like. Right, I
0: think he likes Kevin O'Connell too much to do something like that. I'm pretty sure. sure Derek Carr hated Josh McDaniels, which is common for most players who play for Josh McDaniels.
1: It, it seems to be a common theme. Uh, reason number two for you: Brian Flores is doing his job, and I know I tweeted out something on Thursday night of comparing him to Ed Donatel. Um, <laughs> you didn't look, compare. I,
0: I, I want to set was, the record straight. You didn't yeah. compare him because everyone or not everyone but somebody jumped on your throat like saying like you expected them to be elite and I'm like he definitely didn't say that um no. so <laughs> just because like being elite now the bar is just be, be better than Ed Donatell's defense that's pretty low.
1: Yeah. I mean that's that's basically what he's been hired to do. Make this better than Ed Donatel's yeah. defense for right now and then build it up over time. Although I think he might get a head coaching job next year, maybe the year after, uh, depending on what happens here. But I was also covering a rain soaked soccer doubleheader that night and it got delayed and I missed half the game. And the entire every volleyball team in the universe decided to send me their stats simultaneously. And I was working by myself. So (laughs) that was great. Um, He Brian Flores is making chicken salad. (coughs) Excuse me. Like I'm trying to do. He's making chicken salad, like quick trip chicken salad, not like Gordon Ramsay stuff, uh, out of chicken, you know what? Because the Vikings right now rank seventh in the NFL with 4.7 yards allowed per play. They are ninth in passing yards allowed. Yeah, they're 18th in yards per carry, but you know what? You're not gonna play Philly's offensive line no. every week because they are a bunch of beasts in the trenches. So getting pushed around, that was pretty bad, but. Also, it's kind of a special circumstances. He's also doing this with the husk of Rick Spielman's roster and a lot of stopgaps back veterans in a team that is not giving him anything to work with from the 2022 draft class. So this is all pretty much Brian Flores trying to disguise everything long enough so the Vikings can stay in games. So from what you've seen from Brian Flores so far. Is there a reason for optimism with him and this defense, or where are we going?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I don't know if it's conditioning or whatever, but um, they seem to do really well in the first half, and then the second half, either the other team makes adjustments or whatever, like, the wheels seem to fall off. Like, that's happened the past two weeks against against the Bucs. Uh, Baker Mayfield came out firing, and, and they drove up and down the field on the Vikings, and then the Eagles came out, and they ran all over the Vikings in the second half. They were doing the first half, too, but um, they seem to be able to find uh, passing success a little bit more in the second half. And I posted these numbers today. um, Just it's a small sample size. It's only two games, but in the first half uh, this season, the Vikings defense is giving up 4.8 yards per attempt allowed in the first half, which is the fifth best in the NFL 57.1 completion percentage allowed fifth best in the NFL and opposing passers have a 68.6 passer rating in the first half against the Vikings, which ranks sixth. Now you go to the second half. Second half, the Vikings are allowing 7.1 yards per attempt, which ranks 22nd. Uh, Opposing quarterbacks are completing 79.3% of their passes, which ranks 29th, and then opposing quarterbacks have a 121.1 passer rating in the second half, which ranks 28th. So something's happening where either the other offense figures things out and, and change things up or, or the Vikings are gassed and getting tired from being on the field so much. Um, that seems to be something that needs to be fixed. If they want to do anything this year is uh, to fix what, what's going on in the second half. Cause right now, first half, like, like you watch that Eagles game first half, like they were, they were good other, like they should have been winning if they didn't turn the ball over. Like they, the Eagles probably should have had what, like seven points um, going into halftime and that to shut down, the defending nfc champions like that that's that's a good performance but then the second half came and they were throwing in smith and aj uh aj brown um and uh same thing with the bucks and in week week one when mayfield was throwing to mike evans down the field and chris godwin um because he knew the signals um
1: (laughs) yeah maybe that's what's happening maybe (laughs) Maybe that's the problem actually signals. this seems hawk everybody i can't (laughs) even make a bird with my hands whatever
0: I never but yeah, it just, it seems it. like the numbers show it. Like it seems to be a, just a big, something's going on in the second half and that needs to be fixed. And, and maybe they'll be able to do it over this, they have this mini break. So maybe they'll be able to figure that out. Maybe that's something they notice as well. Um, But I, I, I'm more impressed with how they've played so far than anything at Donatel did last year. So they're heading on the right track. They still have some things to fix. And like you said, they don't have a lot of uh young talent to really work with. Um Daniel Hunter's playing really well. Um, but other than that and Byron Murphy I feel like he's been pretty I haven't really heard anything about him and, and if you're a corner that's kind of what you want um so second half they got to figure things out and then I'll then I'll be on, on you know both feet on the boat here and for
1: No, Daniel Hunter has four sacks through his first two games. Uh he's actually dropping back the same amount as he did last year. I believe it was five point three under down at it's, it's been four point nine under Flores as far as coverage Thirty-four. Yeah, he's on pace for thirty-four sacks. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna get there, but what? um that's just a that's just a hunch. This could also be great for the Vikings if they uh, fall flat on their face because that could give you another trade chip. I saw somebody thought there was a no trade on Hunter's contract. I think it's just a no tag uh, at the end of the year so he can become a free agent. Um, I don't know. Jacksonville comes calling. Got to find a way to pressure Patrick Mahomes because they couldn't do it on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, um, really anybody. I mean, no one... Like, let's say before, like Nick Bosa goes down for the 49ers or something like they're going to need a new pass rusher, like somebody's going to get hurt and then someone's going to need somebody. And if the Vikings are not doing too hot by the trade deadline, then it would be smarter of them to unload someone like Daniel Hunter or a Kirk Cousins. Um, let me see. Just I don't see anything on no trade clause on Daniel Hunter's contract. So, uh, he's free to go and they would free up 11 and dollars. If they trade so so
1: there you go. Maybe yeah. that would be the money they could use for a Justin Jefferson extension. Uh, reason number three I cool. have listed me. down. Uh, Jordan Addison looks like a star, yep. and that's not in context of Mark Florio's grand. There's a change who, for uh, trade three, down. start him, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one change you can make because I did a little bit of research this morning. Seven catches for 133 yards and two touchdowns through his first two games. There are only 16 rookies in the history of the Vikings that have caught a touchdown in back-to-back games. Uh, he has stayed healthy. He has stayed out of trouble, which some people had a concern after that speeding ticket. And I think this is just the beginning for him. I think that he will be a 1,000-yard receiver by the end of the season, and if he does that, he will only be the third player in Vikings history to post a thousand yards in his rookie season. And I know you can name the other two because that would be Justin Jefferson and Randy Moss. Uh what it's is the feeling
0: in Laquan Treadwell?
1: No, they did not make it. No. I do want to <laughs> see uh I do want to see them recreate the Kevin Garnett. Uh, Randy Moss photo with uh, Laquan Treadwell and uh, Marco Yarich, but that's for another
0: podcast. <laughs> um, what is the ceiling for Jordan Addison going forward? I mean, the sky's the limit, really. Um, he just needs to get on the field more, or not? He's on the field, just a needs to wide get more.
1: open highway for him.
0: So
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell need- he goes to Lambo,
0: <laughs> just needs to get more targets, really. Um, and it's tough in the Vikings offense because you have Jefferson, you have Hawkinson. Apparently, Kirk wants KJ Osborne. To get a bunch of chances, even though he's having trouble catching, um seen a lot of people rip on him recently, and I'm like, he's made plays before, so I'm not, I'm not about to lose faith. in KJ Osborne. At the same time, he,
1: he should be number he three. Is the, yes, he is a wide receiver three in the same way Alexander Madison is a running back too.
0: Yeah, he's he's the modern Jarius Wright. Um, oh, you know when you need and Jarius Wright was always like what Mr. Third Down or Mr. Like Clutch yeah. Play, so that's not a bad role, and and. I feel like someone's going to pay at KJ Osborne's a free agent next year. And I feel like someone's going to pay him a good amount of money to, to go somewhere and think he can, you know, get, take advantage of an opportunity like a certain someone in Carolina is trying to do tonight. Um, so, yeah, I think sky's the limit for Addison. He's looked awesome so far. Um, and he's gone against two pretty good defenses um, in, in the Bucks and the Eagles and uh, the Chargers. He's, he gets to play against them this weekend. They gave up a lot of deep balls yesterday to the Titans. Like, um, so I think that's, uh, something the Vikings can exploit with, with Addison on, uh, on Sunday. So uh um,
1: well you should just put your foot in your mouth right now adam because adam thielen has four catches uh in the first quarter oh for you 29 just 29 yards just, for 29 yards um but hey those are opportunities right that's, he lost, that's what we he lost wanted. 10 yards
0: going backwards though right
1: <laughs> he actually caught a 60 yard bomb but he yep. went back ten yards, yards. And, or 30 yards to like yep. build up speed yeah uh come on he's from minnesota we can't be that mad. um Here's reason number four. 2008 Vikings, we talked about them a lot, right? That team is the last Vikings team to start 0-2 and make the playoffs. And they did it with Tavares Jackson and Gus Farad at quarterback. Bernard Barian and Bobby Wade were the top weapons in the passing game. The defense... Had Kevin Williams, Pat Williams, Jared Allen, Antoine Winfield, and Chad Greenway. Oh, by the way, they had a transcendent talent by, by the name of Adrian Peterson on that team. They went 10 and 4 the rest of the season. They actually won, I believe it was nine of their last 12 games, including five of six down the stretch to get into the playoffs, and they lost to the wild card round to Philly. When I look at this team, this team has a lot more than that team did. They have a better quarterback. They have better weapons on offense. They have a defense that doesn't have a transcendent talent like Adrian Peterson. Maybe, maybe you could say Neil Hunter.
0: Squint a little bit. But did you say like Adrian Peterson on defense. What's that? Did you just say a transcendent talent like Adrian Peterson on defense?
1: I'm saying like a metaphor.
0: <laughs> okay. Like they don't
1: have, you know, Adrian Peterson ran the offense, yeah. right? They don't have that player on defense that no. is transcendent. They don't yeah. have. You know, if you want me to list off like Sauce Gardner, right? Because like, yeah. he can just lock down half the field. Like they don't have somebody like that. Um, I say Hunter because he can rack up the sacks, but yeah. who knows what else? Um, you know, I think that defense can be just as serviceable as the 2018 was on offense. But how much purple Kool Aid am I drinking here when I think about that 2018?
0: Um, I'll. want to first off, I want to say the defense is better probably on 2008 because they were really good.
1: Uh-oh. Well, yeah, no, no, no I, I, I'm saying what I'm saying is, you know, the offense was so-so, mm-hmm. and the uh, defense was elite. Like, yeah. can we say they were elite? Yeah, I would I think say they can, were. Elite.
0: I think you can probably flip, flip flop, um, the units right now comparing it to this year. I, I don't know if I'd call the Vikings' offense elite this year because the running game is just non-existent. Um, but maybe if they get that going, they can get to that status. Um, I mean, it's great that you've believed that they're better than the 2018, but here I am again at this question. Like, is that, is that, your like, is that the goal that you want for this team to be better than a team that lost in the first round of the playoffs? Like, like, I don't know. Like,
1: well, so, should I get to reason number five before we get there? Because yeah. I think that segues, uh, reason number five is the, and again, we're being optimistic here. We're not being doom and gloom. Like, Oh, we're stuck with, we, you know, we're like monkeys clapping the symbols here, like <laughs> nine and eight, nine and eight, nine, you know, like the will. Um, they're probably going to send like some henchmen from New Jersey to like whoop my ass for saying, calling them monkeys with symbols, but, um, and wind up toy. I'm talking about the wind up toy. toy, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I want to make that perfectly clear because, you know, like Homer Simpson, they would show that all the time. That'd be the. The wind-up toy clapping the symbols. You could, symbol you, could say, to one you know, uh,
0: what Eddie Murphy's mom and Nutty uh, Professor, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs>
1: 70s just screaming nine and eight, just like, oh, look at, look at this, look at this. Um, Based on Sunday's action, I don't think there's a dominant team in the NFC North. Uh, yeah. I look at the Lions; I think they're the best team right now, but I also think they have a ways to go, especially defensively. Their defense is uh, before a big, yep, their defense is terrible. And Dor- uh, Jared Goff is Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I just praised Kirk Cousins a little bit, but I mean, big stats. And Montgomery online, just got hurt North too. Six. Yeah, and they just lost David Montgomery. Um, give the ball, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like Craig Reynolds, Netflix. Uh, okay, thank you. I guess. Um, Jordan Love has six touchdowns through the first three games or two games, excuse me. Everybody's excited about that, but um, I think he's Daniel Jones.
0: Did you see that play where he? <laughs> forgot the ball he did the quarterback sneak without the football <laughs> yeah. someone's i think someone played it or someone clipped it or whatever on, on twitter or x or whatever and said when you try when you let players uh play drunk on the field um and it was just like him because he just like kind of stumbled into the offensive line um yeah that's uh that was fun <laughs>
1: yeah and, and if the bears get caleb williams i mean they're the bears right now and i yeah i think that coaching staff is a big problem because yeah they're not even running design runs for Justin Fields
0: anymore. No. Like
1: they're they got like three targets in the same area, like little mini Hail Marys or whatever. Like
0: they're doing they got what, problems, dude. They're doing what Washington did with RG three, where RG three came out, had this amazing year where he was like RPO quarterback and everything. And and then they're like, Okay, you got hurt, so we're gonna turn you into a pocket passer. And it's like yeah. well, that's not going to work. That's not what I'm good at. So nah. this isn't going this this isn't going to work. But yeah, like I watched some of the highlights yesterday of the Bears and, and Bucks, and I was like, Justin Fields made some good plays. Yeah, that stupid interception on the goal line. Um, but like you said, that's play calling too. Like, why are you calling a screen on the one yard line? Um, that doesn't seem like it's very uh a very good idea. But and and Vikings fans love to rip on Justin Fields because Bears fans were stupid this summer and like he's he's the best quarterback in the NFC North and everything. Who gonna stop him? <laughs> And now so they're kind of got to eat their words. It's like a like, meme now. <laughs> but didn't didn't he get off to a slow start last year, and then he played the Vikings and then kind of got Yeah, and then he, then he took off. Maybe he's so. a slow starter. I don't know. But yeah, I think they're taking a quarterback next year.
1: I don't think Matt yeah. Eberblues is going to be there. Sounds Would you like be a mad if the,
0: if the Vikings took uh? Eh. Well, I guess with the Bears, what would they do? Release Justin Fields or trade him? He's only been there for so. So you're three saying years.
1: have Justin do the trade Lance thing? Yeah.
0: Stash Justin Fields
1: behind Kirk for another year or two, and oh, not Kirk. No, just put him out there. Oh, you just just toss Justin Fields out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Justin Fields is good. Yeah. Like he could he could do enough. Like he's going to sign with another. He's going to do the uh, better than Trubisky thing.
0: He's better than Trey Lance, right?
1: I you know, well, yeah.
0: He's I hope so. he ran for a thousand yards.
1: Yeah, he ran onto a start. At, maybe you put him at put him at wide receiver. See what happens. Like Joe Webb, <laughs> just uh, just throw it back to the Bill Polian days with Lamar Jackson. Like I don't know, mm. um, or running back, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no team in the divisions two and zero. The Vikings are one game out of first place. You mentioned that neither of those losses were to a divisional opponent, which is great. And that brings me to Sunday. And exactly what you mentioned, is it better for the long-term health of the Vikings to win this game on Sunday? And a lot of people out there are going to be like, no, win the game. Like, and and, and I agree, like they should go balls to the walls to win this game on Sunday. I totally agree. Yeah. But we talked about it on Thursday. Something needs to change. And granted, to their credit, they did something today by signing Dalton Reisner. This is where everything kind of comes back full circle, right? The thing is, like you mentioned it yourself, the ceiling of this team. Like, like well, let's look at their schedule. Like, let's say they win. Let's say they beat the Chargers. Chargers going to Charger. They do something stupid, which mm-hmm. this game's like the rock and stone cold of like two teams that just find ways to lose loser when they town. should win. Yeah, loser leaves town. Loser goes to zero and three and torpedoes their season. You're mm-hmm. um, to Carolina. Could be two and two. They started two and two and 27. Not a guarantee. Game, that's good, not, right? not a guarantee. <laughs> Adam Dealon's going to be super excited yeah. for that game. Um, They might mic up people. Related to him. I, I don't really want to say who. Um, you know, you get Kansas City, Chicago, and San Francisco after that. Maybe you're three and four then. Yeah. Then you get six games that are winnable. You get Atlanta. You get Green Bay. You get New Orleans. You get Denver. You get Chicago. and You get Las Vegas. Where's the Atlanta game? Is that in Minnesota? I believe that's in Atlanta because mm. the Packers were just in Atlanta. So we usually follow when we play division. We usually follow Green Bay. So that seems kind of tough right now. They're 2-0. They are 2-0, and and but they're winnable. I mean, they're not, yeah. you know, it, it's not who's going to stop them. It's, <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, if, if Arthur
1: Blank, by the way, kick ass mustache. I got to toss yeah. that out. That is an Wait. elite stash.
0: Smith Arthur Smith Arthur Blank's er, the owner
1: yeah Arthur yeah Arthur, Arthur Blank's Smith. got the Vince McMahon stat, he's, yeah so. he's got the um
0: the, Smith, the frosty the snowman villain mustache
1: yeah uh, Arthur Blank I'm sorry no uh, Smith. Smith Jesus <laughs> wow wow go on you were saying something
0: um, no maybe maybe I, I was just went. saying that Atlanta, six
1: games Let, they're winning, though yeah yeah seven and six maybe eight and five from that standpoint okay then you get the Bengals you get two games with the Lions the Packers down the stretch you know you split those games you're nine and eight you go three and one you're 11 and six maybe you win the division you get a home playoff game but then who are you playing like team from the NFC East like Mm -hmm. either the Cowboys or the Eagles and and you know I think for as much fun as last year was you know 13 wins come back after comeback you know you're it was exciting. It was fun. I'm you know, sorry. We, it was when we the playoffs fun. were
0: like, <laughs> hold on. It was not fun to every two minutes to be like, Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of every game. Well, like, can we just get a blowout?
1: Yeah. Just, just one chance to exhale. But I no, mean, I you understand. felt, it was like, okay, luck's on our side. Let's Let's try that out. That's never happened before. Okay. And then at uh good for Ed to find a second half job last night uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. That defense <laughs> is he there? They played quarters. Well, no, he wasn't there, but <laughs> okay. they played quarters the it's entire it. game. And it's it. the Giants, Giants figured it out. They're also screwed without Squan bar I mean, NFC's wide open, but still, like, after they lost that game to the Giants, you're just sitting there and you're just like, they're in the same spot they were a year ago. And oh. like they've they've made they made changes, they got rid of people. Like Adam Thielen's gone, Dalvin Cook's gone, Eric Kendricks is gone. But like it doesn't feel like things would be the same. And I also Said the whole Justin Jefferson contract thing makes things harder, and the talent that you have on this team makes things harder. Because if you tank, you're not tanking for Caleb Williams because the Arizona Cardinals have that thing locked up, whether it's with their pick or the Houston Texans pick. Jesus Christ, I hope Will Anderson was worth it, Houston, because um, yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> they got CJ Stroud too. They they do have CJ Stroud, but um, they may have traded Caleb Williams. That's that's all I'm going to say. And um, you know, you're you're probably tanking for Drake May. Who looked fine against the Gophers. About he had big stats, but what's that? What about Shadur? Shadur or Shadur? Uh, yep. I was getting into. People seem very triggered when you bring that when Shadur gets brought up because he's Dion's
0: kid. Yeah, uh, we which don't makes, want
1: Dion here. We don't want the circus in Minneapolis. Which makes you know. me,
0: which makes me like him even more because exactly. I like stuff that people don't like <laughs> just to piss <laughs> just, people off.
1: Yes, exactly. The circuit. Look at look at this. This is a cloud show. You got Lil Wayne and the Rock on the sideline, and we we don't appreciate that here in Minnesota. We're good old Midwestern hard workers. On
0: your team, yeah. Yeah, He all he
1: wants is attention. Did he Travis Hunter on the Vikings? By the way, Um, I'm on board with that. Defense or offense? Yeah.
0: He's not playing both sides in the NFL. Give give me give me shutdown corner.
1: (laughs) That's fine. I mean. What do you want to play, Travis? Corner. Okay, let's yeah. let's uh, get you some cleats. Also,
0: like, I don't, I don't know how anyone can view what Dion's doing in Colorado as bad. He had people staying up until, like, if you're on the East Coast, you are staying up until one or two in the morning watching Colorado and Colorado State. No one cared about that game until this year. Dion technically brought
1: the rock back to. He WV did. too. He did. Because it was right up the row in Boulder, and the Rock was like, I'm going to go to Denver and, like, surprise yeah. everyone.
0: Yeah, like, you can't, like, I know people don't like Dion because he's, he's brash and he's confident. Um, Mike Zimmer loves him, uh, probably for those reasons. Um, and he's also he's also good. He's been good everywhere he's gone. Like, if he was, if his teams were bad, then fine. But whatever he's doing, it's working. Um, and I just think it's, it's kind of like the Duke thing or, like, the Yankees thing where, like, these guys are so good that you just, you hate, and, and even the Patriots, after they became good for a while, um, just like, enough already, we get it, like, you're good, okay. And I think everyone's just waiting for Colorado to fail right now, which sucks, because, like, it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like, people are, a lot more people I feel like are into college football this year just to watch, uh, see what Colorado does. Um, so, yeah, I would be totally down for the Vikings to go after his kid, for sure.
1: Imagine being a student at Colorado right now.
0: It's, oh, it's got to be the best.
1: It's uh, like Saturday had to be a blast. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the game and the Rock's just hanging out.
0: I would be on oh, the Rock.
1: Have I mentioned that in this
0: podcast? Yeah, I'd be skipping class so much.
1: This <laughs> is one big party. Um, Let's close on this note. Did I did I sell you on Opto? Are, are you feeling Wait, any we, more optimistic? I didn't even that? answer the question. <laughs> All right, you didn't answer the question. Like, this, this show is a train off Up the rails.
0: Um, Go ahead. You know, I would love to say that, yes, I want the Vikings to win. Actually, I always do. Um, But for the future of the franchise, I think it's best that they lose on Sunday. Not that they should, like, purposefully tank for it, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if they start 0-3 and they have to, you know, you know go back to the drawing board and maybe just start the process of really, really rebuilding. Um, cause like I said, okay, great. You're, you're and 2, And then, uh, you go into the playoffs and you lose in the first round or second round. Great. Then what, then you're back at the exact same spot. You're like, Hmm, should we resign Kirk cousins or should we not? Let's bring him back for another year. We'll see what happens. And then the same thing happens in 2024. So like, how long do you want to keep doing this? Um, because at some point you just got to be like, enough is enough. We really need, we just need more resources to kind of build the team that we want to build. And I don't think the Vikings have that right now. So for the future of the franchise, I think a loss would be very good on on Sunday. Do I want them to lose? No. Um. But in terms of the long term, you know, in terms the the longer storyline, um, I think the Vikings losing on Sunday would definitely not be the worst thing in the world.
2: I
1: will take a page out of your book from Friday. You mentioned the 2013 Vikings, right? Yep. Oh, and two, they lost to Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. I think it was, or er, yeah, Detroit and Chicago one, two to open the season. And the, the year Browns, before they yeah. went to the playoffs, everybody right. it's kind of unexpected, right? They hosted the Browns at home mm-hmm. and they got smoked. No, problem because because uh, Josh Gordon was there, yep. but, um, they got smoked at home, just, and I just figured that out. yeah, wind <laughs> up finishing five, ten, and one. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of changes after that. Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell's not getting fired like Leslie Frazier did, but no. I mean, there were a couple things with that team that failed dramatically. One of them was the quarterback, Christian Ponder, wasn't going to cut it anymore by the end of this year. We might look at Kirk Cousins, and be like, "Yeah, this ain't this is this isn't working. We're not getting anywhere with you. Right. Like, put up all the stats he wants." we're not getting anywhere. Right. And then, you know, the offensive line, which can be fixed with a couple of free agent signings because the Vikings have a ton of cap room to go play in free agency next year. So they could make that happen.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Justin Jefferson. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe this was maybe this is a ploy like what do you think about waiting until next year so we can yeah. sign some linemen? Like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, just act mad all year and we'll <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Uh, just to add a little suspense. Yeah. Um. No, I, I mean, if they lose Sunday, you are playing a team that you should beat. You should beat the Chargers. Chargers aren't a bad team. They're not a dumpster fire like those Browns were. But at the same time, they are a team that snatches defeat from the jaws of victory every single week. They do it so much. There's a fucking verb named after them. It's chartering. chartering. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, it, it's
0: it, that team, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're not an idiot and thought it was an adjective. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is the team they speed. And if they can't beat the Chargers at home, if they especially if they go out and they get smoked, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to ask yourself some hard questions. Placey's got guy go in the Wolf's office and be like, this isn't working. Right. I mean, if that's the directive from the Wells, like, we want to be super competitive and everything else. Quacey's got to go in there and be like,
0: Now with the guys we have. Yeah, th- this
1: this group has run its course. It did at the end of the last year, and it may be already. And I, I know that's a conversation a lot of Viking fans don't want to have because they sit there and they go, oh, my God, if we do that, we'll be the Lions. We'll never, ever win again yeah. or find no. a quarterback like her. Yeah. Well, 2014, they hired Mike Zimmer. They won the division in 2015. It does not have to be long.
0: But the rookie, so. well, well, Teddy wasn't a rookie in 2015, but second year quarter. Second year. He was on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Zimmer was able to just soup up his defense with guys like Linval Joseph, uh, Terrence Newman.
1: <laughs> like be- <laughs> um, people are like, oh, mid tier rookie quarterback, dude. If that rookie quarterback's just like, hey, is that Justin Jefferson? Is that Jordan Madison? TJ Hawk? Yeah
0: shit okay like this is easy you know you think brock purdy couldn't go in there and and play well like yeah i think he'd be all right um you just got to know the right guys to pick and the guy who was doing it before who was making the selection before rick spielman was terrible at finding quarterbacks so i think people are probably a little scarred from that as well and they're like "Uh, i'm gonna pick the wrong one but i feel like i have a little more confidence in kevin o'connell since he was he was a quarterback um not too long ago and um so yeah, I and then I, I look at the flip side. Like, what if the Chargers lose? What are they doing? They've got to be firing the coach, right? Like, because they can't get rid of Justin Herbert. They just <laughs> paid him a bunch of money. They're
1: going to replace him with uh, Brian Flores, and we're going to get Brandon Staley as our defensive coordinator yeah, right? next year. It will just be a straight trade.
0: Yeah, like uh, because they haven't recovered from that that Jaguars lost the playoff loss. They no, they're they're boys. they're
1: in a hangover themselves. Plus, Eckler's banged
0: up. Yeah, but they have like nine receivers. So it's going to be, uh, pretty difficult for the Vikings who don't really have a secondary on Sunday. Uh, that'll be interesting. It's just, it's, it's (laughs) like, I feel like US Bank Stadium is going to explode with all of like the, the football gods energy, uh, that's going to happen between the Chargers and Vikings, you know, two O and two teams with two histories of just screwing everything up when you know everything's lined up perfectly for them um they just have a lot of things in common that they probably don't want to you're a gamer right uh i mean i i used to be when i was a teenager when when,
1: then you grew up and like had kids and everything else um
0: i didn't grow up but i have a
1: lot of spare time in south dakota and i
0: i found this
1: uh this series called like something about and then like just reenacts games and it's basically just a lot of people running around and making loud noises and screaming and slapping each other in the face. That's basically what this game is going to be. It's Isn't just it gonna like, be like three hours of just ah, ah, you know, <laughs> and uh yeah, that that's basically I, I'm not ready for a prediction yet. I gotta do a little more research, but um mm-hmm. It's going to be a white-knuckle experience on Sunday.
0: I hope Gus I Johnson's calling me. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Gus
1: Johnson comes and just like, we're in for a day. Justin <laughs> Jefferson! Ah, ah, rise and fire! No, that's basketball. But I mean, he, he'd probably say it anyway. Just like, oh my god! Justin yeah. Jefferson! To the house charge. Wow. On that note, <laughs> I've like blown out this
0: microphone.
1: That's all the time we got for or let let's ask you quick, what's going on at the Viking Age? I, for, I always forget that part.
0: Um well we still got some a little bit of reactions from uh from Thursday. Still got some things lingering there, but then we're we're kind of I think we're em- kind of embracing the suck this week and just kind of um trying to figure some things out. If if the Vikings... you know, what happens now that the Vikings are 0-2, you know. Players they should sign, maybe some players they should trade, um, and and things like that. Um, and then, we, yeah, we just put out a mock draft today um, where the the writer traded Kirk Cousins and Daniel Hunter, so the Vikings had three first round picks uh, next year. And they and he selected Deion Sanders' son um, with the first pick in the first round. Um, and then, of course, you know, leading up to the game on Sunday, we'll have bold predictions from yourself and uh, some other fun stuff. And then, you know, we'll keep an eye on. The Kirk to the Jets rumors and maybe whatever rumors are going on as well. But uh, Jets fans, yeah, they're like, please, please just help. Just just anyone, please.
1: Anyone, please, please help us from
0: save our moms,
1: save our. Yeah, Delvin Cook, you
0: can't can't put the team on his back. um, We're
1: on his shoulder for that matter, but it's healthy. um, Yeah, it's healthy. Good for him. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway that's all the time we have for the viking age podcast today it's the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. we do this every monday and thursday right here on the viking age youtube channel but we are also on apple and spotify the very next day and please rate comment like and subscribe so you never miss a new episode And we can spread the word to the masses for adam patrick i am chris shad we will talk to you next time on the viking age podcast